everyone. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. We're really, really glad that you're here today. And so let me start uh, with the question. Est-ce que vous êtes prêts? You know the question. What is it? Are you ready to study God's Word today? Come on, let's give it up for God and His Word. The foundation uh, for our lives, the direction for our paths. And today we are in Mark chapter 5. Now we're going to have it up on the screen. Uh, but but I, I really want to encourage you, if you brought a Bible or if you want to get out your phone so that you can follow along verse by verse as well, maybe you'll see things in the text that I don't even point out because God wants to speak it to you as you look at the text yourself today. So go ahead, and if you want to look that up on your phone as well, Mark chapter 5. And today we're going to see an amazing story from a woman who received a miraculous healing from Jesus. And we're going to ask some questions about this story as we go through it. What is it about this woman? What is it that, that, that causes her to stand out from the crowd? Because on this particular day that we will meet here, meet her, there are crowds of people, perhaps hundreds of people surrounding Jesus, and yet she is the only one who is healed while they are not. She is the only one whose life is changed while many walk away having received nothing from Jesus that day. And so what was the difference in this woman? And so let's go ahead and begin in Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. And then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And so here Jesus is by the lake. Here's a picture of what the Lake of Galilee looks like today. And Jesus is there, and there's a large crowd surrounding him. When a synagogue ruler comes up to, to him on the, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and says to him, Jesus, come quickly. My daughter is dying. You need to come to my house. And I imagine the people there that, that day uh, probably were really excited that this was the day they happened to choose to be there with Jesus. Because some of them probably thought, man, this is going to be so cool. We've heard about these miracles. We've heard about these amazing things that Jesus has done. And now we get to be here in person to see it for ourselves. But I bet there are some there that day who, who maybe thought Jesus is a fake. 
They were not believers. And so I, I, I imagine you probably had both believers and skeptics who were in the crowd on this particular day. But here's what makes this woman different. See, everybody else there was there as a spectator. They were there just to watch. But the Bible tells us that this woman has come that day not to see what Jesus could do for others, but to see what Jesus could do for her. She was not just there to watch. She was there to personally experience and receive from Jesus. And so as we get into this story today, I just, I just want to stop and ask you a question. Why have you come today? Are you, if you're with us online today, wherever you might be, are you just here with us today as part of the crowd to be entertained, just to watch? Or are you here to personally experience and receive from Jesus something special today? Because listen, that's what makes the difference. And so in verse 25 and 26, it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Now that is an incredibly discouraging sentence, is it not? Instead of getting better, she got worse. I wonder if the doctors gave her her money back. <laughs> I, I mean, after 12 years, she had gone to, to anywhere she could possibly find an answer. She probably went from Syrian doctor to Roman doctor to Greek doctor to Egyptian doctor. And it says that after 12 years, she had spent all of her money. She had nothing left. And, and I wonder if, if I had been this woman, if I had been as persistent I wonder if I was this woman after 12 years with an incurable disease and if I had gone to see every doctor across Canada and spent every last dollar that I had and at the end of 12 years, instead of getting better, I was actually worse, I might have given up. But not this woman. You see, this woman would not give up. She, she pressed on. She pressed in. And whatever you're going through today, I just want to encourage you for just a minute before we continue in this story, please don't give up. Maybe you've been sick for a long time and you're about ready to give up. Maybe, maybe it's your marriage that's been sick and you've done everything you can do. You've, you've gone and seen counselors and, and nothing seems to help and it, and it feels like you're just about ready to give up. Maybe, maybe it's in, in, your, in, your, in your life where the world just keeps beating you down and it doesn't matter what happens. You seem to go three steps forward and four steps back that you never get any traction. Everywhere you go, it seems like it's a dead end. Nothing turns out the ways that you had hoped it would, and you're discouraged today, and you feel like the world has beat you up, and you have lost, and you feel like you have nothing left to give. But I'm here to encourage you. Listen, whatever it is you've been going through, please, please don't give up. 
Because listen, this woman, after she had tried everything that this world has to offer, that is when she finally decided to turn to Jesus. She, she, she had tried all the ways of man. She had spent all of her money thinking that maybe her money would, would solve her problems. She had tried all the solutions of this world. But it was the day that she finally decided to turn to Jesus. That's when things began to change. And so verse 27 says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd. Now, I wonder if it was somebody who told her. Maybe somebody invited her. To Jesus that day, just like many of you have invited others to join you in church or have shared the service. That, that, I know we keep saying it again and again, but we find every time somebody takes out their phone and shares the service that somebody they never expected is impacted and lives are changed. Maybe it was an invitation from someone or, or maybe someone shared on Facebook back 2,000 years ago. I don't know. A papyrus book is maybe what they had back then. Maybe she had been doing her research. Maybe she had been studying the scripture and, and realized that Jesus lined up with Israel's messianic expectations. Now, why do we say that? Well, because look at what happens next. Verse 27 says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd Verse 28, and touched his cloak because she thought. She touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Now that's a strange thought, right? Where in the world would she get the idea? That, why would she think that if she could just touch the clothes of Jesus, she could be healed? Do you know what? This actually shows us that this woman knew Scripture. This shows us that she had been studying the Messianic prophecies. Because did you know that there were prophecies of the Messiah that had to do with this very thing? The clothes of the Messiah in the Old Testament. Let me show you. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Will you read that out loud with me? Let's get it together. I want you to catch this verse. It's powerful. Malachi 4 verse 2. Let's read the whole thing together out loud. Malachi 4 2 says, But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. Now, what does that mean? The Messiah will rise with healing in his wings. What would be the wings of the Messiah? Well, guess what? This is actually part of your clothes. In ancient Hebrew, the word here for wings in Malachi 4 is the word kaunauf. That's a fun word to say, kaunauf. 
And in the Old Testament, this word can mean two things. Kaunauf can mean the wings of a bird, and it can also mean the border or the edges or the corner of your clothes. Huh. In other words, Malachi 4 verse 2 can be translated this way. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his kanalf, with healing in the edge of his clothes. Let me show you one of the first places where this shows up in the Bible. Numbers 15 verse 38 Speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels. Everybody say tassels. Tassels on the corners, on the what? On the kaunauf of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. So what are you to put on the corners of your clothes, of your garment? You are to put tassels with a blue cord. Cord. Okay, now let, let me show you something. Are you ready? We're going to do something fun here. And, uh, and I have asked a volunteer right before service. I came down front at, because special things happen down front at church, just in case you didn't know. And, uh, and I, I got a volunteer, and Manta said he's going to help me out. He doesn't know what he's going to do. I literally gave him no clue. But come on up, brother. Uh, you're going to help me out. Too. Would you welcome Mantis to the platform today? You didn't know you were going to get to play dress up. Nope, oh, this is going to be awesome. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. This in Hebrew is called a talit. Say talit. Talit. Good job, everybody. Wonderful. This is called a talit. Now look at what a talit has on its corners. What are they? Tassels. Do you know what these tassels in Hebrew are called? It's even more fun than the word talit. Tzitzit. Tzitzit. He said that perfect. It's T-Z, if you were to spell it in English, it would be like T-Z-I-T-Z-I-T, like T-Z-Z-I-T, but it's pronounced Tzitzit. Excellent. It sounds like, in fact, that sounded like it'd be fun to hear everybody do that out loud. Listen to this. It's going to sound like a whole bunch of buzz, buzzing bees in the room. Everybody say Tzitzit. Oh, that was kind of scary. It was like bees all over the place. <laughs> the zitzit. Okay. Now, uh, here in Hebrew, it says, what does that say in Hebrew? <laughs> go, go ahead and zoom in. Somebody want to read that for us in, in Hebrew. It says, uh, Baruch, Baruch. Ata Adonai, Adonai. Eloheinu. Ha'olam, Ha'olam, Melech, Melech, and then it goes on with a few words that I struggle with. <laughs> I know the simple stuff. And so, uh, which, which means, blessed are you, Lord God, King, Melech, or Master of the universe. And then, it, and, and then here's, here's why it has this inscription. This in English is what many people would call a prayer shawl. How many of you have ever seen one of these before? Many, many people have. Let me show you how it works. If you go to Jerusalem or even just in New York City with Orthodox Jews, you'll see these all over the place. 
So just stand and face everybody. Let's face the cameras right here in the middle. And I'm going to put it on your shoulders. Okay? And now what I want you to do is to grab hold of the tzitzit. Okay? So the, the tassel's on the front with a blue cord, just like it says in, in numbers. Okay? So you have a hold of the tzitzit. Now, what I want you to do is just kind of loosely, don't pull it out tight, but just kind of hold your arms, arms like this a little bit. So I've got a little bit of slack. Okay. How does he look? Okay. Okay. This is going to get even better. What I want you to do now, you're going to go into your prayer closet. Go ahead and bend down and pray with your hands in front of your face. The word talit in Hebrew means little covering or a little tent. What was the significance of a tent in the Old Testament? It was where the temple was originally, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so everywhere you go, you carry a prayer temple with you. Now, now let's, let's see what happens as you hold, just kind of hold your, hold your fists in front of you like this, okay? Yeah, make sure we're not tangled up. There we go. Okay. Now, what we're going to do with your talit and the, and the tzitzi on the kanalf, on the corners, is I want you to do like this. Go. Are, are you seeing anything? Go ahead, go ahead and do it again. Are, are, are you with me? Now let's read Malachi 4.2 again. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his kanaf, the corners of his clothes. Oh, listen. Here's what we see. This woman knew the Bible. This woman believed the prophecies that Jesus was more than just a healer, but that he was the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Savior who had come to bring freedom to the world. Oh, this was a messianic declaration when she comes and she says, if I could just touch the corners of his clothes, if I could just grab hold of the kanalf, because I believe that there is healing in the wings of the Messiah. Aren't you glad today? Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. And guess what? I brought this last year in March. I got this in Jerusalem, in the market in Jerusalem. And it is my gift to you. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks, brother. Thanks for, you got it. It's all you. Excellent. And so let's, let's continue where we left off. And so what happens when she touches the kanalf of Jesus' garment? Verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his 
cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Can you imagine that moment where after years of struggle, after years of pain, after years of disappointment, finally she decides to reach out and touch Jesus. And it says, and that is when she was freed from her suffering. What a wonderful ending to this story, except it is not the end. In fact, if you don't know what happens next in the story, then you have missed one of the most important parts. Because notice something funny here. Notice that it's like this woman was kind of trying to steal a miracle from Jesus. Right? It's like like she tried to sneak up. Like, she didn't want to bother Jesus. She didn't want to get his attention. You know, don't, don't look at me, Jesus. She didn't, she didn't want anybody else in the crowd to know. Don't, don't, you know, this is just a private thing, my faith. This is, this, is just, this is just me and God. And so she tries to sneak through the crowd where nobody else will know just to touch the edge of his, of his clothes But pick up the story in the next verse, verse 30. And at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he turned around in the crowd and he asked, Hey, who who touched my clothes? And then Jesus noticed. He noticed that something had happened. You see the people crowding against you, the disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? The disciples are like, come on, man. Jesus, don't be silly. Look around. There are hundreds of people. Everybody is touching you. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Jesus is saying, listen, there is a difference when somebody touches me in faith. Isn't that true? Come on now. There is a difference between just coming to church as part of a crowd. Some of us are are kind of just part of the crowd. But there's a difference when you step up and reach out and believe with expectation that that Jesus wants to do something personal in your life. Verse 32, but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. She just opened up and told him everything. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And so why could Jesus not just let this woman be anonymous? Why could her her faith not just be a private thing? between her her and God. I think there are two reasons. Number one, this woman mistakenly thought she could receive a miracle from Jesus without a relationship with him. Come on now, this is important. She, She believed, she thought, maybe I can get a miracle today, even apart from having to be known 
having a relationship with Jesus. But friends, that's not how it works. See, Jesus wants to do more than just heal you physically. He wants to know you personally. So often people say, Jesus, come fix my problem. And Jesus says, well, maybe first I need to come take over your life. And so literally, Jesus stopped and pulled this woman out of the crowd so she could tell everybody what had happened in her life. Because number two, maybe he wanted her story to be an inspiration for others to reach out to Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that she was the only person in the crowd that day who had a need? Out of everybody who was there, she was the only one who needed something that day. Do you think that was true? Do you think everybody else's life who was there that day, they were all perfect. They didn't have any problems. They didn't have any needs. Or do you think that maybe, just maybe, there were dozens more just like her? And maybe her story could inspire others to themselves reach out to Jesus and trust him in faith. Do you know that's why we do baptisms in the church? That, that's part of the reason for baptism. It's a, it's a public declaration of our faith. And sure, it would be nice to, you know, maybe just go and have a, of a private baptism and, in the lake somewhere and, and nobody else know, just kind of a private ceremony but that's not what baptism we think in the church is necessarily about. Not that that's necessarily bad, but it's missing one of the most important elements, which is the public declaration of our faith that we need to, to tell our family, we need to tell our friends, we need to tell people at school, tell people in your neighborhood the story of what God has done in your life. And so, by the way, if you have never been baptized, maybe it's time for you to stand up and to step out. And so... Uh, we just want to encourage you. We would love to help you take that next step in your faith. We have a simple little form that you can fill out and somebody will contact you at mw.church slash baptism. mw.church slash baptism. And we'd love to, to follow up with you here this month and help you get ready to make that public declaration of your faith where you step out of the crowd and identify yourself before Jesus and before the world. But listen, wherever you are in your life today, maybe the fact is you're hungry for a miracle. Is it possible today that there is something physical, a physical issue in your body and as I've been teaching from this story in the life of this woman in Mark chapter 5, you've been wondering, daring to hope and dream if maybe this could be the day that God wants to heal you. Maybe you need emotional healing. There's a wound that you have carried in your emotions for all of these years and today you want to ask Jesus to give you the, the, the power to forgive and to find healing and freedom today by the touch of Jesus. Because as much as you've tried over all these years, you've just not been able to, to give it to him. And maybe today is the day to reach out and give it to Jesus and find emotional or spiritual healing 
Maybe you need God to heal your marriage today. As we talked about, maybe, maybe you need God's direction for some decision in your, in your life because pay attention to the story of this woman that she did not receive what she requested from Jesus by just sitting back. She had to stand up and reach out. And maybe today is your day to stand up and reach out. And so in just a minute, here's what I want you to do. If you want a special touch from Jesus today, in just a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to stand up right where you are. Whether you're here in the room or even if you're with us online, maybe you're at a campsite this weekend and your family is around and you feel like God is speaking to you, maybe in your living room somewhere out western in, in Canada or maybe in Brazil somewhere and you're worshiping as a family today and maybe God is speaking to your heart that maybe he's calling you to stand up and ask for this miracle today. But before we do that, before you stand, I want to give you four qualifications. Just, just kind of a checklist before you decide whether to stand. Number one, do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that God can do it? Because there are no miracles apart from faith. Even Jesus could not do miracles in Nazareth in his own hometown because of the people's lack of faith. You cannot receive when you do not believe. Do you have faith today that God can and could do it? Number two, is there unconfessed sin in your life? Maybe as you get ready to pray and God reveals something that comes to your mind, something that you've done, something that you've held on to, maybe a secret shame, maybe a, a, an addiction that, that you have not yet surrendered to him for freedom. And maybe you need to confess today your sin before you receive your healing. Number three, are you willing to ask? I know people who have confessed their sin and and believe, they believe that God can do it. But I know a lot of Christians who have suffered for many years, like the woman in this story who suffered for 12 years, and they never received a miracle from God because even though they believed he could do it, they never asked if he would. Are you willing to ask today? Request Knock, seek, knock, press in. And then number four, number one, do you believe God can do it? Number two, is there any un unconfessed sin that you need to confess and get the forgiveness of Jesus for today? Number three, are you willing to ask? Make sure you ask. And then number four, remember this, God is still God. And he might not do exactly what you ask in the way that you ask or in the time frame that you ask. It might not be that immediately in this moment you feel a change. Now you might. 
It might take weeks. It may take months of continuing to ask and seek and knock. Or it might be for some, like the Apostle Paul, there might be a thorn in your flesh that God is choosing not to deliver you from, but to give you the power and the strength to endure, to strengthen your testimony. And he promises today, as you ask in faith, he says, I'm going to be with you in the midst of this storm. Don't let go. And so if you're ready to ask Jesus for something today, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, in whatever arena that's between you and God. But now before this crowd, like the woman in Mark chapter five, at the count of three, you don't have to come forward. You're just gonna stand right where you are to receive prayer. But at the count of three, if you would like to receive prayer, if you're ready to ask God today for whatever it is, I want you to stand up. Okay? Here we go. This is not an eyes closed. You know, nobody's going to know. No, we're looking. We're looking. It takes faith to stand up before the crowd like this woman. Are you ready to stand? One, two, three. Can I just say thank you for your faith? Thank you for your boldness. And now for everybody else who's remaining in your seat, here's what I want you to do. You have a part to play as well. I want you to look around at the person who is closest to you standing. God might draw your attention to a particular person, and you don't need to get up, you don't need to move. But wherever the person is who's standing near you that God draws your attention to, I want you to reach out your hand and you join us in praying that God would do something amazing and miraculous in their life today, okay? Are you ready? Everybody who's still standing, whoever it is, go ahead and reach out your hand right now towards them. Hold it out. Everybody who's seated, point out your hand towards somebody. Come on now. Come on. We got some people who are... Getting them all, every direction. <laughs> okay, let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father. Lord, we believe that you are a God of miracles. That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of Righteousness with healing in his kanalf. And so, Lord, we want to reach out and touch his clothes today. And for everybody who is here asking for a miracle today, maybe you want to just, as you're standing, reach out, reach out your hands and just say, Lord, touch me. Maybe you need to confess your sin first in order to receive. And so before you ask for that miracle, be sure to, to confess and receive his forgiveness for your sin first. Remember, there's, there's no miracle apart from relationship. And so Lord, now as you're 
forgiving those who are pouring out their hearts to you. Lord, we come together and we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as we touch the hem of your garment, as we reach out and hold, grab hold of the tassels on your kanaf, on your talit. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would fall over this room and that you would hear the prayers of your servants as they ask you now for whatever it is they're asking for. And so listen now, you who are standing, whatever it is, go ahead now. Father, Abba Father is listening. Right now, just in your heart, tell him what you're asking for. He's listening. servants. We as your saints agree with them in the name and the authority of Jesus. And we ask you to do something amazing. And Lord, however you choose to respond in whatever time frame, whatever your answer is, if it's not yet, if it's right now, Maybe it's later, maybe it's in heaven. Whatever your answer is, Lord, we trust you. And we promise to testify and give you the glory for what you're gonna do. And as you continue to pray, those of you who are standing, as we were quiet, I, I had three things that came to mind and I didn't really wanna do it. You know, I don't, I don't want to seem like some kind of freaky TV preacher, okay, right? I, we're, we're not trying to do any, we're, we're not trying to be freaky, we're trying to be biblical, okay? And sometimes God lays things upon our heart. And I felt like there were three particular groups of people that I was supposed to be on just the crowd, ask prayer for. And right now, we're gonna have everybody else join and then I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. Let's, let's everybody else stand on our feet. We hope to hear in the, in the days and the weeks to come some of the stories of what God did in your life today. Remember, you gotta testify. We wanna share it with others. But, but I felt like God was laying on my heart just this moment to pray for three specific categories of a situation. And I don't know if it's just three individuals in the room today, or maybe it's three groups of people in the room today. I don't know. But the first was for an addiction to pornography. And if that's you and that's what you prayed for, I think God wants to give you some special affirmation today because 
you were wrestling with doubt that God could actually free you from that bondage. The, the second thing that I felt like I sensed was persistent headaches. Maybe somebody or a group of people here in the room who you have suffered for many years like this woman for 12 years in the story. And you're still not sure that God could set you free today. Listen, I don't know what he wants to do. He is sovereign, I am not. But if you need a little extra prayer today in that category, you can raise your hand in just a minute. But the third thing is family. And I felt like God laid on my heart that there are some people here today who you are carrying shame because of what you have done to your family. And you don't think that God could ever forgive you. Listen, your family might not ever forgive you for what you've done. It's possible. But God will. God will set you free. God can give you the strength to know how to walk out the steps in the coming days and months and years to live faithfully to try to repair some of the damage that you've done to your family. And so just right now, if you fall into one of these, these three categories, all of us with just our, our eyes closed, Would you just raise up your hand and say, Joel, would you pray specially for me today in one of those areas? Amen. Amen. Thank you for your courage in that. Okay, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here working in our midst. And Lord, as we are going to celebrate with, with faith, that you have done some amazing things in people's lives today. Stories that we're going to hear in the coming days. We also want to take just a moment to draw attention to what you've laid on our hearts today for these three groups of, of people who have raised their hand. And Lord, I pray that faith would rise up right now in their hearts. The doubt and the shame that they have carried would be washed away right now, even in this very moment that it would be washed away, in this very moment that it's washed away, that their slate is clean. And they're a new creation, a new creation, a new creation in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so, Lord, we promise to give you all the glory and all the praise for what you have done today and what you are going to do in the days to come in us and through us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's sing together to the way maker, the miracle worker, the light in the darkness as we lift our voices in faith as he continues to work in us. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan, we invite you to visit our website at mw.church. We are here to help you with any questions you might have. See you next time.